0: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. It's every Red Raiders' favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech
1: Talk on Double T973 and Double T973.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6:30. We'll have Monday night football coming on at that time. Eagles at the Chiefs. Fairly notable game there.
2: A little Super Bowl rematch. A little bit. It's a kind of a
1: highlight game for the Monday night slate, I would think. Kind of a newsy weekend there. That we're yeah. coming off of not all of it good news, like the result yesterday at the John Walker soccer complex.
2: And really, that was kind of the only bump in my uh, weekend road. Uh, it was, I had a great weekend. I was a blast. Course, you, the Red Raiders, I mean, it was good. It?
1: it helped, helped on Saturday that they won. Oh, no, no doubt about that. Um, you know, we had the news yesterday about Tyler Shuck entering the transfer portal, which. I don't think um, I don't. I certainly didn't see that coming. I guess I had just kind of put out of my head that potentially he could have another year of eligibility. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, with uh, with the medical redshirt or whatever. But uh, yeah, he's coming back for year seven, but it will be somewhere else. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can weigh in at doublet ninety seven three dot com or through the doublet ninety seven three mobile app. Presented by Happy. State, bank. You want to start with the uh, the game in Lubbock? At J- you know Jones Stadium. Would you rather talk about the Sunflower Showdown first?
2: <laughs> well, that those Boo! are probably the two best. <laughs> yeah, those the yeah, two best. I didn't best realize it's
3: been fifteen years. <sighs> oh, yeah, I really didn't either. I, I, I have. Totally yeah, did I, not. I I was. You know, you found that out here.
1: last August when you started becoming a KU football fan. <laughs>
3: How many of these in a row have those guys won? I just kidding. <laughs>
2: sorry. In basketball, we beat them all the time. Um,
3: uh, I mean, I. I thought we started off, you know, this week on friendly terms. I haven't done anything, you know, just pleasantry so far. Hi, how are you? And I nah, uh, just coming I, up like, with low blows.
1: I feel for you because that's one of those games where if you have Jason Bean, you know, let alone Jalen Daniels, uh-huh. yeah.
3: Or if you don't muff a punt at yeah, the fifty yeah, yard I wasn't going to get into that. Or yeah. if okay, Cole sorry. Ballard doesn't just blank his pants and like, oh, triple quadruple coverage. Yeah, I should probably throw into that. That that'll probably be a good good idea.
2: Isn't it, isn't it tough when, you know, you you do the backup quarterback thing and that sort of stuff, and then, and and what's what's not happening is you you maybe even if you do kind of play well, you can't create much margin for error, and then you do drop a punt, and it's like, dang, of all the things we couldn't do right there, it's that one, you know. But yeah, I, I mean, those two games were the two most competitive games in the Big Twelve this weekend. I thought, or you know, ours and theirs. It was a it was a tech talk day tech talk day in the big 12 sorry the result didn't go that way but like just the most compelling product on on the television
1: i mean oklahoma byu was was surprisingly yeah, it competitive
2: was. it was i was um, over there watching smash mouth and they had that great big screen over there kind of go from here to smash mouth over there to the screen and i was way more smash mouth than uh than BYU, but i was able to monitor that score down the stretch And even,
1: uh, even though it, uh, felt more lopsided than a 10 point margin, Texas and I was, it was only a 10 point margin, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know.
2: I I was thinking about that too. The, uh, the, uh, the fact that that felt a lot different than it was. Uh, we get
1: these thoughts in the H flooring center chat line. Good luck to Tyler. He sees the writing on the wall. It's time to move on. Uh, says, where do you guys see Chuck finding a new place to play football? Yeah, I would think. I mean, he, he's uh,
2: maybe Ole Miss. They seem to like collect quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. um, coach uh, McGuire talked about him in his media session today, and just that, that he he sort of talked about the, the, them arriving at that decision, but how he, Coach McGuire, obviously very fond of him. That's why it, it kind of irks me. When, like the head coach is really like, "Hey, great kid, wish wish him well," and we got like fans just out there, just like just bottom feeder stuff, not. I'm not saying they're all bottom feeders, but to me, that's a bottom feeder comment. Like, really? You know, dogging on that kid. But anyway, he, uh, I, I would think that he's, he, he still remains very intent on getting a crack at the NFL. So he's wanting to put his best foot forward. So I would think he's not doing the Spencer Sanders and just going to ride out some backup time on somebody's bench. Like, he, he probably needs to choose very carefully where he goes because he wants to be able to put some things on film.
1: Well, and I would, I would guess too that on a, kind of a human level, um I wouldn't want because listen, he's he's a he is a good, legitimate power five above average. I, I would say at the very least, mm-hmm. above average power five starting quarterback, right? If I was that, and obviously I'm far from it. Um, in so many ways. No, but don't it, sell but yourself short, that, pal. <laughs> keep going, keep going. No. If I was that I wouldn't want my college Experience my college career to kind of be marred by all right, lost my senior season to a, an ankle injury, yeah, broken. You know, whatever, missed yeah. a good chunk of my second to last year. Year before that, I missed entirely, basically due to injury, broken. I would want to, I would want to finish it or try to at least on a pretty positive note, especially with the, you know the NFL dream kind of you know from from my vantage point at least maybe dimming you know as as the years passed so yeah I, I hope you find success i i hope it's not you know in a situation where he goes up against texas tech in any way yeah i know i was like
2: that like please 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 go somewhere away
1: but you know if if i'm a team that needs a starting quarterback and i feel good about his medicals
2: and, yeah and, I, i'd holler at him for sure and and one thing uh we know is that Coach McGuire said that. He goes, I'm going to help him. I'm going to help him get wherever he wants to go. Like, I have nothing but good to say. So, that's a, that's a, uh, you know, I I would think that, I I would think it's going to be a, you know, the opportunity there. And I I don't, I don't know, you know, I'm sure he'll choose wisely. I mean, again, per Coach McGuire, the NFL. Dream is what he's chasing, and so he's wanting to save himself with that opportunity. So, wouldn't really behoove him to go play behind. Just go get in the room and collect some more nil. If that's the dream, like you know, it'd be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I wonder what the. Wonder if the move there is to, you know, stay power five and sort of, you know, look for that. You would think look for the best opportunity at a power five, or is the best opportunity to go to a MAC or some place and light it up. Power four, power four. You're right. Uh uh-uh. uh Why do you hate, actually? Why do you hate Washington State and Oregon State? Yeah, I mean, State? <laughs> think like
1: Oklahoma State will have a vacancy quarterback after this season, right? Yeah. Um, you, you know, does does West Virginia look to upgrade off of Garrett Green? I I doubt it, considering they're on track to go eight and four. Um, you know, what about BYU? What about Cincinnati? And that's just in the Big Twelve.
2: I wonder if he'd have any desire to be like Graham Harrell, Purdue type situation oh, yeah. where yeah. probably. More tech talk next.
0: The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T973 and Double T973.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 30. Hey, did you hear the Kansas lost two games in a row? I just wanted to I don't know, just toss that out there. Wasn't sure if anybody
2: had. Well, noticed.
1: Is, hey Dickens,
2: you're a pile Yeah, on. Okay. Too, too soon. Right?
1: Um we get this in the EH Flooring Center chat line. Uh Chuck just needs to go to the NFL already. Isn't he married? does not she want some real income? Where is he going to go back to Oregon? Geez. I don't, I don't understand the hostility there, honestly. Um, You know, if if he had, we don't know how this transpired. Right. And I have not seen any kind of reporting on this um, that, uh, that really kind of details what led up to this. Cause of course he went through senior night ceremonies on Saturday. Right. But I mean, let's just kind of play it out here. If he goes to to McGuire and says, Coach, you know, I've I've got this medical redshirt available because I didn't play in, you know, X number of games. I I, want to use it. I want to come back to school another year. I don't know what happened, right? I don't even know if that conversation took place, right? We're just kind of playing this out hypothetically. If you're McGuire, you have Baron Morton, who has started several games for you this year, Mm -hmm. has led you uh, to -to back-to-back wins, Went over a top 15 team, uh, borderline, in uh, on the road. Got you to a bowl this year. You, you feel pretty good about his future, has two years left after this one. And then you have Tyler Shuck, who has done some good things for you, but not not sustained success and is for sure gone, no matter what, after next season. I mean... In that scenario, if you bring Shuck back, you are almost certain to be saying sayonara to Baron Morton. So, you know, if, if Shuck wants to play again, it almost has to be somewhere else because I don't imagine that he would, uh, or I can't imagine that he would want to come back just to be a backup, right? You know, especially to someone that he's beaten out for the starting job in back-to-back seasons.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't know that it's a situation that. If, if you flip it around from take the competitive, the competitor out of it and put the head coach there, um, or the OC, I mean, that you want to put everyone back through that sort of thing again. You know, that, that, uh, just back, not, not that the competition itself wouldn't be a bad thing, but just the specter of a fourth year playing behind someone and, you know, just, Feels like it's the right time to maybe move on from that, uh, and, and maybe both parties.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, so I don't, I don't blame him at all. I, I don't. I, at this point, right now, I don't, I don't see any reason for um, you know anyone around these parts to be salty, aggressive, mad, upset. Um, and, you know, you can do what you want, free country. I'm not going to tell you what to think, uh, but I just, I don't understand that. Now, if he comes out and you know some kind of interview. And pulls a Baker Mayfield and his dad starts calling McGuire a scoundrel, et cetera, then we can we can revisit. revisit yeah. I don't
2: think that's gonna happen. And I was I was a little surprised because uh, Tyler Shuck and Sir Rodrick came came into the soccer game yesterday and stole stolen crutches. I was a little surprised by that. Just and I don't know the nature of the injury or whatever, but I, I was just guessing. I would have guessed that he was probably close to, uh, to, uh, you know, being off of those or whatever. And so I was like, oh, crutches.
1: And I, I've I've never gotten the the feeling, the vibe, the sense that Shuck was anything other than a positive kind of, um entity inside the program the, the the injuries they stink i you know it would have been a lot better i think if he would have been able to stay healthy but that's not i mean no one chooses to get hurt um for the most part except for those weird people that like self-identify <laughs> as being an amputee and then they have their you know feet cut off or whatever but that's a different whole different show um <laughs> i'm gonna let you do that one uh, so <laughs> um you know but like listen th- this is the guy who who came back time after time from these injuries and that's not an easy process it's not a, a um, there's no glory in that right there's not stands full of screaming fans clapping you on when you're mm. doing treatment at 630 in the morning and it's cold as hell outside
2: twice a day probably
3: yeah, like yeah. That's, that's
1: tough like mm. it's it's that's the he signed up for it I'm not saying that you should throw him a pity party but like he came back from that stuff multiple times to play for this program to play for the staff to play for these fans so I I have a bunch of respect for him. I wish we could have seen what his career arc would have been like here had he been able to avoid the
2: injuries, but just wasn't to be. Yeah, we got a pretty good glimpse of it last year down the stretch, those last four games, and obviously they didn't get out of the gate great this year. But you know, it's like the it's like that that West Virginia injury happened so quickly, like you know that. Or or that injury in the West Virginia game happened before they were even getting getting things worked out, you know. Um, yeah, I hate it that it. But I, I think he's what got a diploma on the wall from Texas Tech and MVP of a bowl game. That's that's pretty good pretty good legacy. Uh,
1: this in the H Floor Ring Center chat line <clears throat> from Scott in Houston. How about uh Ludwig Eberg finishes fifty-fifth on the PGA money list for twenty twenty three with three million one hundred and forty-four thousand nine hundred and ninety-four dollars, not including his European winnings. Yeah, he's I think thirty-second in the world rankings right now, which is uh, you know, pretty good. Not bad.
2: Yeah, that's fantastic. And then you think about the you think about just how quickly, you know, this time last year he's walking around in tech gear on this campus doing his thing and and the fact that, or at least he was, I don't know if he still is, but he's he's still rolling a bag around with a double T on it. It's crazy. I mean, be, you put that with Pat. You put you know, Josh Young out there. Of course, he was ringing the bell doing mm-hmm. his thing. He had a big weekend. It's just so cool. Such a such a cool time. Proud of all those people.
1: This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, I feel pretty fortunate to win. It's nice when a team beats themselves a little bit. feel like we've been through that. You, you know, Gus, I, I feel like we – we nailed it on Friday at the Overton Hotel and Conference Center fairly early on in the show when we said, Listen, neither team really has an advantage in talent over the other. Right? That they, mm-hmm. they probably have I thought about that on Saturday. I was yeah, watching a, that bit, game going a man. bit more talent at skill, mm-hmm. and I think that I think you saw that, mm-hmm. although Taj Brooks was the best player in offense for either team. Um and you have you have more talent on defense. Uh but ultimately that game was going to come down to discipline, focus, and execution, and I think that's that's what it. That's what happened. I mean, both teams made plenty of mistakes. Um, but both teams, you know, whichever one lost that game, whether it was Texas Tech or UCF, as it happened, they're going to leave that stadium kicking themselves. Like we should have won that game.
2: And you talk about a tight margin. And one of the things that we did really well, with the exception of giving up that fake field goal, was some special team stuff. You know, like you get a hand on an extra point that ends up being a, a big, big one. Uh, you know, I guess. I guess the other little hiccup was was Xavier going back, explaining, <laughs> catching a punt on about the one. Like right. he tried to do a little too much there on senior well, you, day, you, but
1: you, you 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 don't convert on a couple of fourth down attempts where you. Oh sure, I was just talking about the special sure, things sure. stuff,
2: but you're right, absolutely. Um,
1: you know, th- there were. You know, it was the uh, plenty of areas where both things can point to. When they review that film and go, mistake, 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 mistake.
2: You you think about that tight margin though, a couple of those big returns and just some of that, and of course, obviously the field goals. I mean, our guy converting and their guy doinking one off the Mm -hmm. off the pipe and some of that stuff. Uh, You know, just we you know those thin margin games can come down to a little rinky dink punt return or some punt kick coverage or something. I don't I don't think they had. I mean, McNamara had another huge day. What what a way for that guy to go out. I I hope That'd be so cool. I'm sure it's brutally difficult for a punter to make it in the NFL, but my goodness, that dude's good. He's he's really, really good. I think even if you look
1: at some of the advanced punting stats, of which I've not spent much time looking at. Oh, come on. More more this year than before. (laughs) He's easily like the fourth best punter in the country. Easily top four. More tech talk next.
0: the podcast that finishes your work day in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6.30. We'll have coverage of Monday Night Football coming up at that time. Eagles at the Chiefs. We'd love to get your thoughts and comments today throughout the program on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double t 973com on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. uh, T-Bone says this, It's great to be bowling, but after last season and the summer, tech is still below or just average. Hope
2: the recruiting pays off soon. Yeah, I don't think the totality... of the season is some raging success i mean there's there's plenty of disappointments especially early um but and so i i uh you know i don't think you're going to hear them rejoicing about it and giving themselves a plus grades or anything like that um but i think uh in the in the at this point in time, the, the the one accomplishment that stands above all the rest is, or the thing that we can cling to, there's probably two things to cling to, but the accomplishment that we can cling to is two straight winning records in Big Twelve play, hadn't been done around here. The one hadn't been done here since '09, and they did that last year. Now now we're sitting on two in a row, and uh, I loved what what has come out since uh, the game the other day. I know. I know. Coach McGuire said it, but I think he said it was something that he talked about with the team the very first time he met them. Uh, this needs to be the floor. The floor needs to be raised so that you know when when things aren't even in a great year, you're bowling, you're bowling all the time. So that there's the accomplishment, and there's the there's the the thing to hang our hat on. Um, the other less or maybe more tangible side of this is the idea that uh, there's 10 more practices and it's, it's one, it's one step closer to 2024 and the growth of the program. Um, and he did, he did say today and AD, you may know this, this may be walking around knowledge for you. Uh, he talked about 11. They're anticipating 11 signees. Be In early enrollees. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and he even discussed the idea that depending on what bowl game we go to, if it's a December sixteenth bowl, maybe less so, but if it's like a December twenty sixth bowl, a little bit later, um, they can practice. Yeah, yeah. those you no, know, yeah, like the young guy, Micah Hudson, and those guys. And I'm he did name him by name, but I'm just throwing that out there as as will be gr- enrolling early. Yeah, the group. Yeah, uh, that and it, and it. They can't. They have to finish their school year and some of the attendance things that go along with that for their high schools, but these are all kids that are leaving December. But I wouldn't have even dreamed that was a possibility. I would have thought it was like, nope, January 10th on the first day of class or whatever. But those those guys can not only get here in December, they can participate at, at whatever level, which is, again, there's the practical side of what's good about getting the sixth win and, and setting your sights ahead to 2024. Six
1: and six, if it ends that way. I mean, it's a different conversation entirely if you manage to win Mm -hmm. on Friday, but you're a two-touchdown underdog at least, and it feels like more. Um, But the one and three start here changed everything for this season. I mean, at at that point, you were simply just trying to keep your head above water, right, and, and get to a bowl game really um and from and from that point on you went 5 and 2 and we'll see what happens on Friday and and one of those two losses was essentially it was over before you even started it because you were playing Jake Strong yeah. you know true freshman third string quarterback no experience um so you know kind, kind of one of those that doesn't really hurt as bad looking back cuz i don't i don't know what you could have done differently um if you, if you can't execute a handoff one of the most basic plays, then you're 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 toast. Yeah, if things um, are speeding up that much. I, I, it's tough. I think getting mm-hmm. to, to a positive winning record in the Big Twelve, despite the bad start, despite the maybe bad vibes, the angst, the the disappointment, all that stuff. I think that's a positive. That's a big silver lining. And I I think too, it's um I think it's a credit to the the offensive staff. And and Kitley and those guys have taken a bunch of arrows this season, and and some of them for me too. I'm not, um, but I think at some point there they in the in the in the hours following the days following the Shuck injury, they changed really the focus of the offense. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they went into this season going, "Hey, Taj Brooks is going to carry the ball 25, 30 times a game, and he's going to carry us on his back." Right, but they they found that. They reoriented the offense around that. Um, it, it didn't happen overnight. Um, and and I think that there were some kind of growing pains there. But, it, you know, had they not done that, you wouldn't be here,
2: I don't think. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when we think about, I mean, when you talk about reorienting, the fact that this team was 33 carries for 93 yards in Wyoming, yet, a, yet another indication, like, again, not not only are you talking about like a preseason expectation but after game one are you, were we all sitting here going oh this running game is gonna be fine yeah It'll, imagine someone telling you yeah yeah exactly uh and so you know th- those dudes really O line really bought into a, a mentality I would say you know just and in, in maybe maybe it it may have never shown better than it did the other night, especially right there at the end. I mean, because because what what this team didn't do was put away Kansas with the run game two weeks ago. Ran it really well in the first half, and then Taj specifically, like five carries, two yards last week in Lawrence in the fourth quarter. So you know, like not 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 good at all. But boy, that that group this week it was the exact opposite. It it felt like. Man, it'd be great. You know, it's, we sit up there all the time in the stands and go, hey, would it be too much to ask if we just run this clock out? Or, you know, we're up there counting out the front. I got three timeouts. Probably need three first downs here. And they got them in the toughest of yards. There was one really good little play-action deal because they were packing the box. I've, I've got a friend that used to talk about coaching YFL football, and he goes, I run the 10-1 defense. You know, like everybody's up and they're going. You know, it's just – just throwing bodies, just storming the beach, you know. And I texted in that drive, and I was like, "UCF is running the 10-1 defense." Is like, they the box was packed, and they're still, you know, they're still finding seams and getting and how many times has, four or five, has five yards. Ted been on the other side yes. of that over the oh years? Oh my gosh, yes.
1: And see, that's why I don't. I don't think really the block pat decided
2: the game i agree because as
1: as easily as you were moving the ball there on the ground yes i agree y-
2: you would have just kicked a field goal to win it i agree and a- at the very least if not yeah you know because you might be taking some shots you know who knows uh but th- they were yeah that that was uh that was awesome to see and what a cool what a cool sort of tribute or end to the i uh, uh, presumably the taj brooks era like what a cool <laughs> way for his to play his last game over there, would love for it not to be. I sure. mean, believe me, but uh, the you know seems to be the prevailing thought. But my gosh, you know, it, it was it was uh, just, just those same sort of bowling ball runs where it's, it's a couple times it looks like he's either tackled or pinned up or hey, what happened there? And all of a sudden, squirt! You know, four more yards, and I mean, that's, that's a it's that's a great trait. More Tech talk next.
0: The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how
1: you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 630. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the Yates flooring center chat line at double T 97, All guests appear via the visual edge. It hotline Duff in Houston has this comment. Think of it this way. It would not hurt much. I'm sorry. Let me restart. Think of it this way. It would hurt much, much more to lose Baron than Shuck. I, I, I agree. Um, this person says a Matt Wells team does not win that game. Um, I agree. Uh, Steven says this, the blown pass coverage was
2: the worst. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, they all talked about that. Like Coach Coach McGuire talked about it post-game, talked about it today in media. DeRuiter talked about it in the media today. It was just a, uh, you know, and I, n- none of them pointed at a kid and went, oh, Joe Blow kicked that one. Uh, but they did talk about it as a failure to communicate and think about the position that was involved in the failure to communicate, it was not Demerson. It was not Rabbit. Right. It was not our all-Big 12 candidate. He had, as he had been injured, what, late first quarter, maybe mm-hmm. mid-first quarter? Yeah, I mean, think about it. You, you win that game, and and really, even
1: with the blown coverage, considering the opponent and the offense, a great defensive effort. Mm-hmm. And you do that without two of your best defenders, who, who both missed, I would say, three quarters of the game.
2: And... And uh, yeah, you think about a heavy load played in that game defensively by freshmen and what a key sophomore. Mm-hmm. I mean, Duda Banks might might have been the MVP. Uh, he talked about in the post game his how how much it how much Jalen Hutchings means to him and has meant to him, and how it had to get done for him. Like that, you know, they had to they had to get that done because obviously he left the game injured and uh yeah it was not it was not good when when rabbit and hutch are both going out you're like man that's about (laughs) that's a lot that's a lot of juice right there i mean that's a lot of experience and however you want to view it and uh you know bradford down on a knee and like my gosh please don't be hurt hurt and it sounds like they got a decent medical report he's got a chance to play this friday uh but yeah i mean that's just that's just a gob of experience and uh yeah that that Evidently that the, the call that's on there is, is a is a corner blitz you could see it. But what what communication has to take place there is, is a is basically a, a switch like hey i D I'm going. You got you got this stuff back here behind me and you and and you and I didn't talk and so we both went <laughs> through that pass. So and they're like, like what are you doing here? Yeah, what are you that's, doing that's here? That's exactly what it was and, and uh and again you, you put you frame that. As being the, you know, just a catastrophic mistake, and uh, and you put that up against what seventeen other points in that game and fourteen on the first two possessions, you talk about a defense settling down, and uh, Kinda because reminded me of the Houston game. Yeah, that's that's good. That's a great point, and and because Plumlee's like dang good man, like good athlete, mm-hmm. tough kid. Uh, I mean, man, you get tired of watching him run around the other day. God, is he?
1: Is he not the? I mean, I, I'd put him second or third in the Big Twelve. Am I missing anybody? I mean, Dylan Gabriel's played the entire season pretty much.
2: Well, he got in, taken out of that game the other day, didn't he? You got? Yeah, he got knocked out. I think oh, it's, was that uh, an injury? Okay, I didn't yeah. know if he was if he was um, taken out because I, of I mean, Ewers has
1: played most of the season, yep. um, and he's the results are there. Even though I think that he's he's a bit overrated. Um,
3: i think will howard has worked his way back into that conversation okay but i'm not i'm not yeah I, I mean, more of i think i think it's online. arguable
1: yeah. yeah arguably third or or maybe fourth best in the league this year right mm-hmm. i don't think tech has had anybody go consistently at a stretch to be in that conversation TCU certainly has not Baylor certainly has not West Virginia has not, although Garrett Green, I think, has improved. No Cincinnati, no BYU, no Iowa State, although Rocco Brecht, I guess, is better than I thought. Um, and, And I think the shine has kind of come off of Alan Bowman a little bit over the last two weeks, kind of turning back into a pumpkin. Yeah.
3: All right, I'll throw out Jason Bean.
1: I mean, if he played last week, maybe. Uh, South Lake Weed Dealer says, I thought we were cooked after the fake field goal. Shout out to everyone involved for staying locked in. Um, this on the chat line, McNamara might be Matt Wells' best recruit. That's from Scott. Uh, Sam says, The dropped interception the Tech had on the final UCF drive would have won. I'm sorry, there was an autocorrect issue. The final UCF drive before the half could have changed the game. Thankfully, UCF didn't get any points before the half. That potential interception would have left us with the ball on the opponent's 40-yard line with two minutes left. That's another mistake that we didn't even talk about, right? How, how we, we talked about this on Friday. This was going to be about, about minimizing mistakes. And whichever team did that would win. And their execution at the end of the half was abysmal, uh, UCF was. To to not get any points from that is brutal. And, and you expect better from Gus Malzahn. Yeah,
2: they uh, they must have thought they had something to run that play when they did. Like, hey, we got to score or else. And they ran it. We stopped it, and they had I mean, the clock ran out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's it's uh, it's the kind of play that uh, if the entire field is open to you, if you've got a timeout without a timeout, you know, you'd think it's going to be something that's headed toward the edge and in Plumlee's hands. You know, and so that he has the ability to throw right. it away, run out of bounds. Make a play, whatever, and you got an option there. But by that, that little Utah pass or whatever—that's that's an old term. But the little shovel pass—I mm-hmm. mean, that—that's—that's that's between the tackles, man. You know, and and they must have really felt they had something there to run that, knowing, hey, this is either a touchdown or we may be screwed. And uh, didn't didn't work. And and as you're saying, boy, that ended up being a big deal.
3: And I'm I'm not sure that it would have mattered anyways. But it, even as he got brought down, it felt like it took UCF's offense like three seconds, which is a killer for everyone to realize. Oh yeah, we need to run up mm-hmm. on the ball.
2: Yep, and yeah, I agree. It, I, I I saw their action, and I was thinking, did they have a timeout left? You know, because in my head, I thought, well, maybe I missed, maybe I misread something, and you, you know, like my, my, just my impulses. I, I didn't see something right there. I, I missed something and then it's like nope you know you can see the ref like we're, we're out boys <laughs> get to the get to the locker room get something cold to drink and i'm thinking oh man that was a th- that was not a four point play because you're thinking it's either a three maybe a oh, seven yeah. that was a seven point play
1: uh coming up next let's talk about the enigma that is this tech defense more next on double t 973
0: a podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and with Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 630. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments. On the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T 973.com. All guests appear via the Visual Edge IT hotline. Um, Texas Tech right now boasts the sixth best defense, scoring defense in the conference. Red Raiders are allowing just 24.3 points per game, which, you know, you'd like to be first. Right. But even this, and, and odds are it'll probably go up a little bit after Friday. I'd love it if it goes down, but probably will go up a bit. Um, but this is by far your best defensive showing over the course of the season since probably 2009. Right. I mean, you're averaging less than 25 points per game given up, which is huge progress from where this defense has been over the years. But. It's kind of weird, though, because the Red Raiders are 10th in sacks per game, less than two sacks a game on average, Gus. They're tied for 12th in terms of tackles for loss per game. You're only getting about 4.9 stops behind the line of scrimmage per game. They're 13th. In turnovers gained, you've only forced 12. You're 11th in opposing uh, or your opponent third down conversion uh, percentage. You're ahead of just Baylor, BYU, and Houston. And you're 11th in opponent red zone
2: conversions. Wow. That last one was, I was expecting uh, the the entire time as as you're rattling these numbers off, I'm thinking, all right, there's going to be a really good red zone number in here. Yeah. And, uh, and,
1: and i mean you you've allowed 40 red zone trips which is tied for eighth um which is not great and then 85 percent of those attempts 34 opponents have have scored now you have forced 12 field goals and you're you know that's that's a good chunk yeah but in all of these kind of major stat categories defensively you're you're just you're not great and yet Somehow they found a way to be upper half of the Big Twelve and the best defense in this program's recent history.
2: It, it does feel like we live close to the edge, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a, a good of, way to put it. Yeah, and, I, and uh, you know, Coach McGuire said something today. I'm trying to remember the context in which he said it, but he he spoke about. The best thing we can do to elevate. Oh, it may have been when he talked about just some of the self-examination that they're going to participate in as the season winds down, or you know, some of the questions that he's asked and kind of the postmortem. Yeah, maybe maybe some things he's posed to trainers, strength coaches, nutrition. You know, that that sort of thing, and and probably probably. Maybe the coaches as well once they get through this game this weekend. But just what can we do better? What are we not doing as well as we should? That sort of thing. How do, how do we need to push this? But he he was just talking about the somewhere in there he made the comment about just you know we, we got to keep recruiting, recruiting, and developing, and and all that. Like it's it's you know we got to keep getting better players here, and you know keep keep elevating this thing. Oh, I know what it was. He was talking about our. How how the injuries decimated our ability to be competitive at certain times through the years, and he said we're never going to be. I'm paraphrasing here, but never going to be as good as we we need to be or want to be without, you know, just getting better, deeper, more talented, that sort of thing. And I, you know, that's that's not a revelation there, but it sounds like on the recruiting side of it, they're they're delivering that, and now it's now it's just the. The development, you know, and the other thing is, and every program deals with this, is you know managing attrition. Mm-hmm. And it used to be attrition was that freshman that gets here and just gets homesick and drifts off or flunks out or whatever. Now, now attrition can be portal and all the other things. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh, you know ke- ke- elevating your numbers and getting getting more good players Make, makes total sense.
1: We uh, get this in the Yeats Flooring Center chat line. Uh, I hate to be negative, but Shreveport is an armpit and the stadium is not nice.
2: I don't care. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I mean, yeah. I, I don't disagree. I've yeah, not been to not Shreveport. Either.
1: Um, I'm been. sure that it's not as bad as people say it is, much like, you know, Lubbock is not as bad as people say that it is. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, bowl practices, Yeah. bowl stream, I mean, you've gone to three straight bowl games, right? And you've got a, a good chance, I would think. Again, if you're focused, prepared, and disciplined, to to win three straight bowl games, and I think and and, and that means three straight seasons with a winning record, which I think is important. Not because seven and six is the ultimate goal, but just you want that's a streak that you just want to keep going, Mm -hmm. right? By hook or by crook, you bet. And and you had a streak like that, the floor for a long time, and you snapped it in 2011, and it took you a long time to get back to this point from there. Um, This in the chat. And I sorry, don't say the,
2: the only thing I was just add about the Independence Bowl, and I'm disregarding what the texts are saying, that that's fine. It's a valid opinion. Hopefully, we would fill that place up with Dallas fans that drive over for the night and drive back. If you, if it's that big of an armpit, whatever. But uh, that's a uh, Power Five. You know, that's a Pac-12 versus Big 12, at least It'll as be it's, a future conference match. I know, it, as it's as it's drawn up. Um, so would be interesting uh it's when you put it on the heels of you're talking about these three bowl games put it on the heels of a couple wins over two sec teams yeah
1: i i'm just i'm thrilled that we're talking about yes. bowl destinations as a as a certainty now yep. right and it's not it's not dependent on what happens on friday it's not uh, like one uh, of the
2: other bowl op- options could be that fort worth bowl not yeah. the worst thing to get to, to be to make it easy for tech fans to get there
1: yeah and I, i'm guessing that tcu wouldn't uh be able to stop you from actually going to those games and buying tickets <laughs> yeah that's uh, true good point this person says did we really start out one and three thank you uh, i thought it was two and two no it was one and three you lost to wyoming again uh you might not have heard but it, really high altitude there uh <laughs> then you came back home and lost to oregon 38 30 you beat tarleton state And then you lost to West Virginia, 1-3. and From there, you won five of your next seven games. More Tech Talk next.
0: The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: Hello there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 630. Would love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. I'll get this on the chat line. From Duffin, Houston, uh, if Chuck hadn't gotten hurt, I'm not sure this offense, this offensive renaissance, would have happened. It took that and pretty vigorous backlash before Kitley realized he had an All American running back um, on his roster. <coughs> I
3: don't,
2: I don't know that the backlash had much to do with it.
1: You
3: yeah. know,
2: it seems loud out here. <coughs> I don't think those uh, dudes are participating in the uh, Bolton boards and the talk shows.
1: I mean, I think that there is a conversation to be had at some point about, you know, why the disconnect between the optimism of the off season, specifically about the offense and what we saw from it in Laramie early. Um, and you know, early on against Wyoming because it's not very inspiring. um, that's a conversation we can absolutely have. I think it's a fair conversation. On the other hand, I think, too, when you have that conversation, I think there's some implicit criticism of, you know, Kitley, the offensive stat, McGuire himself. Um, in that, I think the the reverse is also true. Like, you have to also give them credit for, um, you know, changing course midseason, which is never easy to do. And... Um, kind of refocusing the offense. Cause again, like we said at the beginning of the show, and we've said this before, I don't think anybody was planning in the offices in like May and June. Like, okay, Taj Brooks, going to lead the big 12 and carry. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, and <coughs> Kidley said today in media, he said that the, the way I don't remember exactly, but it had to do with the idea that it's not what we are now. It's not what we envision coming into the year. And, uh, yeah, you know, it'd be it, internally how much of that gets external, how truthful, you know, because what they're probably not going to do is go, "Oh, that Aaron Dickens was a complete failure as a player." You know, that, true, <laughs> it's true, that's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <coughs> Mike Gustafson was a colossal disappointment. Total also on. true, but yeah, exactly. But the the Clint uh,
1: was a great collegiate hitter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> More Clint, less Aaron. Yeah, the uh, I, I think. Uh, but Clint that, goes down as a great collegiate hitter. That a little
1: slow on that, but
2: okay. The external so oh, we had to wake him up. The external side of that, I don't know how much we'll get. Cause because this this staff doesn't seem to be the ones that are going to sit around and bash bash players or whatever. Maybe the portal will tell us some things. Like maybe some dudes that are processed or whatever that that were prominent names early on that aren't prominent now. You know, maybe maybe there's some information to be learned but uh who knows you know it's it's uh you know where the i mean because we haven't seen a, an overhaul what we have seen is more koi i mean we we can't say that like as this as the years are gone on gone along he's become more and more prominent remember he was injured early like missed right. all a can <clears throat> um um and and we are in, in a situation where that receiver room just hadn't put up big numbers. I mean, there, there hadn't been one person in that room that's put up big numbers. Don't know what that means, but
1: uh, this and the Yates flooring center chat line. I had someone behind us yelling for tech, the kick field goal at the end of the game made me wonder what the point spread and the over under was. <laughs> the game. That's the only reason I could think of to want us to go after more points instead of running up the clock. I mean you didn't learn anything from Miami's mistake. <laughs> the uh, the spread was about two and a half points, I think. At least that's what it was on Friday, and I can't imagine it would have jumped toward Tech on Saturday. So a field goal would have covered mm. the spread. Uh, I don't know what the over-under was. Uh,
3: um, it was right at 60. Like I think it was 59 and a half. 50, okay, so
1: I don't so think a field goal would have
2: off well, at 59 and a half wasn't it 2423 yeah, okay yeah, yeah. Math, yeah we'll you're have, right. that might have been it but yeah the uh on the other hand if you're taking the overs you're going oh, just grind this thing out and, yeah and they did
1: this on the channel and what's the word on the rabbit and hutchings injuries
2: he he had talked about today uh rabbit being uh, uh let me see if i wrote that one down very uh very much day-to-day. Like, uh, questionable, I think was his word. Linton Hopeful. It and that's is. another guy. Like we, yeah.
1: He's been on the injury report, it seems like, all season mm-hmm. long. And yep. he, he, there were a lot of hopes for him this season, mostly unrealized, and still, right? And still the defense has this uh, really, really good performance over the course of the season.
2: He said... He, I think he talked about rabbit moving around yesterday, you know, like running around and doing some things, but that they weren't, there wasn't going to be a lot of certainty there. And I think uh, uh, Hutchings got a good MRI, but was in street clothes yesterday, and so you know, hard to, hard to uh, say that. I, I don't know that he gave us the answer on either of those two. Uh, he did say Bryce Ramirez will play. Owens will play, Miles Price will play, Linton hopeful. They are holding Jacob Rodriguez out, which that's no new that's no news right. there. Uh and he he led the team in tackles the other day. But and then that decision is being made one hundred percent. as I'm sure somebody out there will be critical of it, like, oh, I got six wins and we're, you know, we can we can just rest, you know, just take the thing off. But what you're doing there is trading. If if you were to play one him in the Texas game, year. you'd be trading one yeah. game for one year. And suddenly
1: yeah. you think about it and, I mean, you get him back next year, you get Ben Roberts back next year. That'll be a mm-hmm. fun little group of linebackers. Uh, this is in the chat line from Christo. Had a lot of fun in Section 102 on Saturday watching Tech beat UCF. Took a college roommate of mine who hadn't been to a game in eight years. Had a cool. blast this weekend. Guns up, let's go beat Texas. And a wreck of the tournament in the Bahamas.
2: Love that, Cristo. I sit up there at the top of 102, and I I have generally usually have a blast every game. Definitely had a blast this weekend. Those get got a little cold in there by the end of the game. It was. Uh, I was glad I was all layered up. But yeah, I'd, those are whole. The, I don't say they're a whole lot more fun, but those are they're certainly more fun when your team wins. Wiki, wiki, wiki. We got Let's that. Get right. it on. We Justin Got right that says, right. I had a blast at all the baseball reunion stuff. Speaking of Wiki Wiki Wiki,
1: Taj Brooks have another year of eligibility.
2: Yes, is the answer to that. But I don't think there's a, a sense that he's going to uh, be here. He's right got a sure. COVID year available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: this in the chat line. Uh, I'm damn proud of our soccer team' amazing accomplishment. Fell short, but
2: hell of a season. You know, I I uh, I really have. <laughs> Plenty to say about that because I went to the game and just, you know, you and I spent a lot of time on it and figured that whether that whether we have that conversation tomorrow or whatever, I'm fine with it. But, yeah, I'm monster proud of that team and had a blast watching them. And, um, you know, whether that was the, I don't know, five or six games I saw in person or, you know, you and me watching the BYU game and the Iowa State game and the Texas game, texting back and forth or whatever, that that ended up being a... uh, Heck of a fun deal. It was, uh, yeah, we'll, we can talk more about that later, but I'm with, I join you, Texter. That was a, uh, that was a heck of a fun thing to have going on this fall.
1: Somebody asks, will Taj be a success in the NFL, even when it looks like he's going to get tackled for a loss? He still picks up yards.
2: You know, I'm, I'm uh, so fascinated by that. I'd love to see him here next year through the magic of NIL and whatever else if there was a way to make that work, but I'm worried about, um, I'm worried about uh, the 40. Yeah, the the 40 time and just how how the measurables work for him. But, boy, he's he's a heck of a good player.
1: This is Tech Talk on Double T 97.3.
0: This has been the Tech Talk podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.